0: Welcome to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlansky, and I'm your host here on Season 1, Episode 14 of the Hockey Hotbed. The NHL season is way underway at this point. I think I should stop saying whether or not the season has started. It's just a great time to be a hockey fan. It's a great time to be a sports fan right now. On Thursday, which was yesterday at this point, there was a sports equinox. We had an NFL game. We had... NBA action, we had NHL slate, and we had MLB playoffs. It was great. If you're a sports fan, it is a great time to be alive. If you're a hockey fan, it is a great time to be alive. Plenty of great action happening all throughout the National Hockey League. And plenty of great information coming to you from the hockey hotbed here in the next 45 to 50 minutes. We're going to start off with Coast to Coast. But don't worry that we have more than that coming up as we will have a fun conversation about a couple of really good rookies that have already started to make impacts on their teams. Very young guys, both scoring their first NHL goals this past week. We'll get to that in segment number two. And then in segment number three, we're going to have something that's going to be a recurring segment on every Friday episode here, our three stars of the week. So we'll close out the show with that. But, like I said, let's get started with Coast to Coast with Nick Berlansky, giving you all the newest news updates and keeping you up to date with all the news across the National Hockey League. Let's start out in California for this edition of Coast to Coast and talk a little bit about Evander Kane. Now, he has been a topic of a lot of conversation throughout the entire offseason and into the regular season. Obviously, With his now ex-wife coming out with many, many allegations about sports gambling, about abuse, about all sorts of different things. But the NHL did announce this past week that Evander Kane has been suspended for 21 games for violating league COVID-19 policies. So just add it on to the list of things that he is being accused of or did do. But 21 games for sure for Evander Kane for violating COVID-19 policies. Now, the NHL did also state that they had previously cleared him from the sports gambling accusations. So he's in the clear there. And I'm pretty sure he's in the clear as well for the assault allegations from his ex-wife. As far as returning to ice and returning to the San Jose Sharks, Evander Kane will be eligible to return on November 30th in a game against the New Jersey Devils. So it seems as if, you know, obviously they have some things to work out in San Jose with Vander Kane. Reports that a lot of the teammates and a lot of the players in the organization do not want him back. We'll see how that all obviously ends up, but for right now, what we know is this. He is going to be out for the next 21 games. He missed the team's first two games of the season dealing with all of this. So we'll see what actually happens Come the end of November with a Kane, if they even wait that long to make a decision on him. As far as the San Jose Sharks are concerned, I mean they're 2-0-0 to start the season. Not a lot of people backing the San Jose Sharks this year, not a lot of people thinking they're a playoff team. I happen to be one of them. But a pretty good chart a uh, pretty good chart. A pretty good start for the Sharks. 2-0-0. Their goaltender Aiden Hill, who I posted about a couple days ago, he's off to a great start himself. I mean. It is his first season in San Jose after being traded there from Arizona. He's 2-0-0, 1.50 goals allowed average, a 9.32 save percentage. And as of this recording, which means it'll definitely be out of date by the time this comes out, but as of this recording, the only shutout across the entire NHL so far, nine days into the NHL season. Now, as I record this, they do have a game later tonight against the Ottawa Senators, so... You're going to be able to update the record after that game. Senators also have a pretty decent start to the season. You know, I might even watch that game. See if the Sharks can continue this. There's another surprise undefeated team that I'll talk about in a little bit. But when it comes to Vander Kane, to close the book on that, I mean, the guy just can't stay out of the news in a negative aspect. And if his team doesn't want him there, I, I don't see how he's going to come back and play for the San Jose Sharks. We'll have to see, and we'll have to keep track of this story as it progresses here in the NHL season. Let's move east a little bit, just about one state, and talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously not the start to the regular season that they would have wanted. Losing two of, if not their two best players. Max Pacioretty will be out 6-8 to weeks, so that is a massive blow to the Vegas Golden Knights. Not to mention the fact that their captain, Mark Stone, is also going to be out. Now, they didn't say Mark Stone's going to be out 6-8 to weeks. It seems like he'll probably be out less than that, especially considering the fact that it has been determined that he does not need surgery for his back issue. But there is no timetable for his return. At least they know Pacioretty in about six to eight weeks, should be ready to return and get back into it. They have no idea how long Mark Stone's going to be out. That is two of their most efficient and effective offensive weapons that Vegas has. Now, this doesn't make Vegas a bad team. They still have some good players. But at the same time, when that level of talent is taken out of the lineup for an extended period of time, it's not going to be easy. Vegas is going to struggle to get wins without those two. In their first game since these two guys left, they lose 3-1 to at home this Wednesday night against the St. Louis Blues. Only goal scored by William Carlson. So yeah, they still have a guy in William Carlson that is a former 40-goal scorer a couple seasons ago. They still have Riley Smith. They still have Jonathan Marchessault. But taking out Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, that is a massive blow to the Vegas Golden Knights. Do I think that it's going to plummet them in the standings? Do I think that it's going to severely hinder their playoff hopes? No, because they play in the Pacific Division. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas still went out and won the Pacific Division because they still have one of the best defense cores in the NHL and they still have Robin Leonard in net. So I still trust that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be good in this time without two of their best players, but... Are they going to be nearly as good as they would be? No, not even close. There's going to be a significant and noticeable downtrodden, or not downtrodden, but downgrade in their offensive firepower. They're 0 1 since this happened. Again, I don't know if they're going to be awful, but they're going to be worse. It's hard not to be. So we'll keep an eye on what happens in Vegas. And, you know, what happens in Vegas might stay in Vegas, but the news is definitely going to run around the NHL world if they start plummeting in the standings. We also were given some pretty sad news earlier in the week. Islanders legend Mike Bossy announced that he has been diagnosed with lung cancer. The 64... The English language is hard. The 64-year-old was a key piece of the Isles' four straight Stanley Cup championships in the early 1980s. One of the Islander greats that if you say his name across the NHL, it doesn't matter if you're an Islanders fan. You know who Mike Bossie was if you're an NHL fan. He announced that he's also stepping away from his role as an analyst on TVA Sports. So thoughts and prayers go out to Mike Bossie. Obviously, as the NHL Public Relations Twitter stated... The entire NHL is behind Mike Bossy in this fight, and we hope for a very successful recovery, and we hope for a very successful battle with lung cancer. So we stand with Mike Bossy, and we hope that we get nothing but good news from here on out for him. I want to finish off this coast-to-coast, because a lot of it has been negative, injury talk, Suspension talk, obviously health talk with Mike Bossy. I want to start, or at least not start, but finish with something good and something surprising. I don't think there's a bigger surprise across the entire NHL nine days in than the Buffalo Sabres being undefeated. It's not like they just played one game. They are 3-0-0. The first time that they have done that in a very very long time. If I remember correctly. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a busy week. I'm trying to remember I know I saw that stat but I can't think of it and I don't have it in my notes here. Now, if you're if you're going to jump on the Buffalo bandwagon, I'm going to say that's obviously premature. They're only 3-0 it is an 82 game season. All 3 of their wins were at home, so they haven't even played on the road yet. And their three wins are against Montreal, who has yet to win a hockey game. Arizona, who is thought to be the 32nd best team out of 32 this season. And the Vancouver Canucks. Now, of those three teams, I I would say the Vancouver Canucks are probably the most, I would say, not even important win, but the most impressive victory. And even that one, the Vancouver Canucks don't really know what they are yet. They were really bad last year, they're great on paper. You would think they should be a playoff team, but the performance just hasn't been there. Now, obviously, long season, but not a hot start for the Vancouver Canucks. But nonetheless, the Buffalo Sabres are undefeated. I might not be able to say that come Tuesday's episode, but I can say that right now. The Buffalo Sabres, as of this moment, have not lost a hockey game. And they also don't have Jack Eichel, which, I mean, is not a surprise. They're not going to have Jack Eichel. That saga is still going on. But if you look at their stats, I mean, 11 goals for 11 goals in three games is not bad for Buffalo. I mean, who's, who's scoring these goals? Zemgus Gergensens. You know, Victor Olofsson has a goal. Kylock Poso is playing some pretty good hockey early on. But yeah, they're being led on the score sheet by Zemgus Gergensens. He has two goals and four points in three games. Not a bad start. I remember there was a season, it might have been five years ago, maybe even a couple years earlier than that, where Zemgis Gergensis was the next big thing. It had to be earlier than that, because Jack Eichel wasn't there yet. Zemgis Gergensis was the next big thing for the Buffalo Sabres. He got out to a really hot start that season, and everybody said, hey, watch out for this guy. He might be an all-star this year. He might be an all-pro this year. All-NHL guy. Yeah, realistically, he is a third-liner or fourth-liner in the NHL. Maybe even lower in some other organizations, but hey, he's off to another hot start here in 2021. He's still in the league. He's making money playing professional hockey. That's more than I can say. And right now he is tied for the lead in points in Buffalo with Colin Miller. A lot of people thought Colin Miller was going to get traded. Buffalo decided to hold on to him. Really good defenseman Four apples on the season already. So yeah, good for Colin Miller. He might be traded by the end of the year. He might be flipped as part of what we can only imagine is an infinite loop of rebuild in Buffalo. <laughs> but good on Colin Miller. Good start of the season for him. Good start for Zemgis Gergensens. And then goaltending. I mean, they, they've gotten good goaltending in these three games. Both Tustin Takarski and Craig Anderson are over 950 in their save percentage. Tkarski playing in only one game. Anderson playing in two. You know, good for him as well. Like, good for Craig Anderson for finding a place where he can still be a starter in this league. He backstopped the Ottawa Senators for I don't even know how many years. Last year, he was the third string goaltender in Washington. Yeah, he's the starter again. He's got a starting position. Good for him. Over a 950 save percentage. He is giving the Buffalo Sabres... Everything he's got. And good for him late in his career. Getting another chance to be a starting goaltender in the league. Making a little bit more money. Can never be mad at that. Their biggest test so far is going to come up on Friday night. Against the Boston Bruins. Again, a home game. So I don't even know. I I should look at the calendar. And see when Buffalo's actually going to go and play a road game this year. Because they haven't yet. Two weeks at home. There's a lot of that going around. Some weird... Long road trips to start the season. Some weird long homestands to start the season. I mean, the Penguins come to mind. Two road games and then an 8 game homestand. It's a little strange. Just a little bit. But yeah, the Buffalo Sabres are undefeated. You gotta love seeing it. And with that, as of this recording, there are four other undefeated teams in the NHL. The St. Louis Blues. The Florida Panthers. The Minnesota Wild. And the Edmonton Oilers. Now, there's a bunch of other teams that haven't lost in regulation, but I'm not going to mention that because you lost. Just because you got the pity point doesn't mean you're undefeated. Edmonton, you know, losing Mike Smith is tough. Not that Miko Koskinen is garbage, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too excited to have him as my number one goaltender. Oh, well, they're, they're 3-0. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are great. Once again. But this is not about the Edmonton Oilers. This is about the Buffalo Sabres. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to get to say this. This might be the last time I ever get to say this. At least this season. But the Buffalo Sabres are undefeated, guys. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, I'm going to talk about a couple rookies that you should keep your eye on. A couple guys that are shooting up the Norris Trophy odds right after this break. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner-winner, chicken dinner. It is that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network, here on Season 1, Episode 14 of the Hockey Hotbed, Friday, what is it, October 22nd, we're getting through October here, early stages of the NHL season, lots of young studs coming out, scoring their first goals, getting in their first NHL games, first NHL points, Seattle Kraken doing all the same things, but just for a franchise. But there are two rookies specifically that I've watched over the past 10 days. And realistically, that I have talked to people about and been talked to about from people saying, these two guys, you should really keep an eye on them. Obviously, everybody's going to talk about Cole Caulfield. Everybody's going to talk about Trevor Zegras. And I spent a lot of time in the preseason talking about Marco Rossi. Those are the young guys that I've talked about a lot. I also talked about one of these guys on Tuesday's episode with Neil Villapiano, and that's Dawson Mercer. He was able to score his first NHL goal earlier this week. And so was the other guy that I'm going to talk about, and that's Lucas Raymond of the Detroit Red Wings. He scored his first NHL goal this past week, which begs the question that I thought of, and I put up on my Twitter page, at HockeyHotBedPod, which of these two guys is going to score more goals this year. I mean, they each have one now. They each have multiple points on the season in just a couple of games. Which of these two guys is going to score more goals? And as of right now, if you take a look at the poll which is still live at Hockey Hotbed Pod on Twitter, Dawson Mercer is kind of running away with it. A good buddy Neil Villapiano did retweet it, so I'm sure All of the devil's faithful are now seeing it because he is basically the spokesperson for that fan base at this point. But Dawson Mercer has 65% of the vote. Lucas Raymond, who was leading early, early and often votes came in on Lucas Raymond. He is now losing with 35.5% of the vote. So as far as the listenership of the hockey hotbed, Dawson Mercer is going to finish with more goals this season than Lucas Raymond. Unfortunately, listeners, I don't agree. I hate to say it because I have talked up the New Jersey Devils quite a bit early on in this season. I've tried to talk them up mainly because I like a lot of what they did in the offseason. I thought they did a really good job. But when I look at these two players... And when I look at the situations they're in, and when I look at the teams that they're playing on, I, I have a hard time believing that Dawson Mercer is gonna outscore Lucas Raymond. It 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 is not something that is ridiculous. I don't think it's gonna be, you know, a, a landslide. But when I think about the Detroit Red Wings right now. They lose Jacob Verona for 4 months. There goes an offensive weapon, which is probably why Lucas Raymond made the team, apart from the fact that he had a really really good training camp and a really good preseason. But if you look at where he's at, he's on the first line. I don't know if any of you knew that unless you're, you know, unless you're watching the Detroit Red Wings cuz you're a Detroit Red Wings fan. Lucas Raymond is playing on the first line with Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi. It's not like he's playing with scrubs. I mean, Bertuzzi had a four-goal game in the season opener. So yeah, I think Lucas Raymond's playing with a little bit of better of linemates. And he's also probably going to see a little bit more ice time for the Red Wings. Now, both of these guys are supremely talented at a very young age. Makes me a little bit jealous, to be completely honest. But thinking about what Raymond is going to do in Detroit and what piece he is in the Iser plan, he's a big one. He is a massive piece. If they were not as confident in guys like Lucas Raymond, in guys like Moritz Seider, they would not have traded Anthony Mantha before the deadline last year. I understand Mantha's getting a little bit older and he's kind of aging his way out of this rebuild. And I get that they also got a lot of good pieces back, including Jacob Verana, who was really good for them at the end of last season. But they would not have traded a guy like Mantha unless they were confident that guys like Raymond, guys like Sider, were going to make an impact sooner rather than later. And now you look, it is paid off. Lucas Raymond looks really good thus far into the season. Scored his first NHL goal this week. Has, I believe, three points in three games? I would have to double-check that. But that's why I go with Lucas Raymond. If I'm picked between the two, who's going to score the most goals, I would say it's going to be Raymond. Dawson Mercer, it's not that he's bad. Because he's not. He is far from a bad hockey player. And I'm sure he has a pretty good season this year. But like I mentioned, Raymond is on the first line. Dawson Mercer is right now playing on the third line. Again, not like he has bad line mates either. He has Andreas Janssen on his left, Thomas Tatar on his right. That's a good NHL line right there. Those are two really good experienced players to help Dawson Mercer turn his game and evolve into the NHL style of play. So are these guys going to be successful? I mean, the lines that they're on are impressive at a very young age, to say the least. The way that they've played early on in the season is impressive, to say the least. But at the same time, I still I still got to pick Raymond when it comes to overall goals scored. This isn't points, this is goals scored. Also because of the fact that Lucas Raymond is a winger. Dawson Mercer is a center. He's playing third-line center for the New Jersey Devils right now. That's known more as a facilitator role. I get it, you know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. It's not clearly outlined that that's what happens. But historically centers are known more as facilitators, whereas wingers are known more as trickermen. But at the same time, again, I don't want to say that Dawson Mercer is going to have a bad season because I don't believe that. I don't. At all. Both of these two guys are going to be really good. And both of these two guys, I mean, if you look right now, you might get some good odds for Calder Trophy voting with either of these guys. Raymond, nobody knew he was going to make the team. So initially, his odds were a little bit lower. And also, you got to think about how over the moon people are about, you know, Jamie Drysdale even in Anaheim, along with Trevor Zagres, How over the moon people are about Cole Caulfield because of his playoff run with Montreal last year. I mean, nothing in Montreal looks good, particularly right now. But if you look at Dawson Mercy, you look at Lucas Raymond, they've made some noise early on in the season. And they're two guys that, if you want to get a nice futures bet, maybe you sprinkle a little money on one of those two guys to win the Calder. That's all I'm saying. And if you want to watch some good hockey, which I'm always up for. I, 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 don't, I don't really favor much anymore. You know, thanks to this podcast, I, I, I it forces me a little bit more to watch other teams and games in full. And I've loved every second of it. I mean, it's only been, what, two months? Yeah, not even two full months. But I'm watching a lot more hockey. I'm paying attention to a lot more players. It helps with the new TV deal. And I I feel like I should get a sponsor from ESPN or something because I think I've mentioned that on every episode of the Hockey Hotbed. But do yourself a favor. If you like watching good hockey, watch these two guys. Will Mercer move up the lineup? Possibly, but I don't think that's a bad spot where he's at with Andreas Janssen and Thomas Tatar. And I think if you're the New Jersey Devils and you have that as a third line, you're pretty happy with what you got. So, I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout. I can see Lucas Raymond and Dawson Mercer kind of threatening for 20 goals this year. And as a rookie, that that is a Outstanding! You're ecstatic if you're getting 20 goals from a rookie. It's better than, I mean, better than Alexi Lafreniere can say last year. Better than Capo Caco can say for two years ago. Better than, uh, better than Jack Hughes can say whenever he was a rookie. So do I? Do I see them definitely scoring 20 goals? No, but I could see them threatening. I see them somewhere between 15 and 20. Especially if they play the way that they have been playing so far this season. I think Lucas Raymond has kind of stood out a little bit more than Dawson Mercer, but it's not not by much. Like I've said with most of this, it's not by much. There's not much separating these two as of right now. So do yourselves a favor. Check out some New Jersey Devils hockey. Look at Dawson Mercer. Check out some Detroit Red Wings hockey and watch some Lucas Raymond. I mean, the Devils are the better team. The Devils are going to be the better team. The Devils of these two teams are the one team that might be playing meaningful games post-Olympic break. Detroit, that's fine. They're they're still, you know, beginning stages of the Iser plan. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break. When we return, I'm going to finish off this Friday episode, as I want to finish off every in-season Friday episode from here on out with the Hockey Hotbed, three stars of the week. We'll be right back hockey fights lifestyle and tales from a first round draft bust we have it all and more on the hockey podcast network your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the nhl Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN when you visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and opportunities, especially at sign-up. If you're signing up for DraftKings, you got to use code THPN. It's the best thing you could do. Get out ahead of it early. Get some extra odds. Get some extra opportunities and get some cash at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Welcome back, I guess, said to the Hockey Hotbed. We've had a fun episode. Started off kind of on a on a on a down note, but you know that's what news is, especially you know NHL season. We're talking about suspensions, COVID protocols, and we're talking about you know obviously thoughts and prayers go out to to Mike Bossy, hoping he kicks this cancer's ass. We're all behind him. You know. Also, I, I didn't even mention the fact that. You know, the news about Jimmy Hayes and the realization that you know, this mental health thing is not, it, it, it is not just a fancy thing to throw out on Bell Let's Talk Day. It's something we need to continue to talk about. Uh, TNT had a really nice segment on it. I mean, it's the least you can do, honestly, is talk about it. Make sure people hear you. Continue to talk about it. Don't just talk about it when something like this happens. And if you don't know, Jimmy Hayes, the autopsy came back and his family announced that there was cocaine and fentanyl in his system. And his father announced that Jimmy had a pain pill issue. You know, He had a pill issue. He, he talked about it a year ago with them. They They thought he had kicked it and you never truly know. So again, just continue talking. Talking about The difficulties of mental illness. Talk about it with people. Ask people how they're doing. Ask people, you know, are you thinking of committing suicide? I mean, this was accidental. But mental health, mental illness, it, it goes further than that. Actually ask the question. Don't be afraid to ask the question. So obviously, on this podcast and on every podcast that I will be on, I'm going to continue to talk about this, and as should most people. I know it's not an easy subject to talk about, but it's a t- topic that needs to be discussed. And it needs to continuously be discussed. So again, as has been since the news initially came out, thoughts and prayers with the Hayes family. We're going to close out this show with our hockey hotbed, three stars of the week. This is the first time I'm ever doing this. And there's a little bit more of a sample size to choose from because I decided, as with basically fantasy hockey, to lump in that little half week we had last week with the entirety of this week. So a little bit more of a sample size when it comes to the games and when it comes to the statistics. But we're going to do our three stars. Might as well start off where I finished off last segment in Detroit. My third star of the week is Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. I mean... First and foremost, the guy just looks like a hockey player. Missing teeth, rocking the awesome flow. But then to come out and put out a four-goal performance against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending Stanley Cup champions, you not four goals. It's a great performance. Now, unfortunately, Detroit lost the game. But as is going to be the case, when you're a team that is still rebuilding and probably going to find themselves in a lottery position this year. But coming out of the gates with a four-goal performance, it is impressive. It's enough to get third star of the week or week and a half from me at the Hockey Hotbed. But his current line, I mean, he has five goals, six points in three games. So two, two points per game to start the year is not bad. I know you had a four-goal performance, but he also not had another one. And he has an assist. Now, he might have more points than this when you're listening to this, because as of this recording, those are his numbers. But tonight... The Detroit Red Wings will host the Calgary Flames. So he might have a chance to pad those stats before this even comes out and make me look even smarter. Do it, Tyler. Make me look smarter. Third star of the week, Tyler Bertuzzi. Second star of the week. We're going to go out west. Far out west. Go to old reliable Anje Kopitar. What a week for Anje Kopitar. Eight points in three games. We're talking about oh, you know Connor McDavid and Leon Seidel. They're back on their bullshit. Eight points in three games for those guys. Yeah, let's let's talk about Ange Kopitar also. If you listen to anything Drew Doughty has said, you would know that Doughty and Kopitar really want to fight for another chance to compete. They don't. They're sick and tired of being bad. They were not bad for very long in their career. This team has been bad the past couple of seasons. And, you know, understandably, you have to rebuild at some point. But these guys, they push the issue in L.A. We want to bring in guys. We want to bring in a guy like Victor Arvidsson. We want to bring in a guy like Philip Deneau. You have on some unfortunate news to start the season with Quentin Byfield. But then Andre Kopertar comes out and just lights the world on fire. Like I said, eight points in three games including a five-point game in the opening matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights. They blew out the Golden Knights at Staples Center, 6-2. to I mean, that busted my DraftKings bet for sure that night. But good on them. Good on Andrzej Kopitar. He has a hat trick and two assists to start the season, five points in the first game. And since then, he has three points in two games, so it's not like he's slowing down too much. And of those eight points, five of them are goals. So he is on fire. To start the season for the LA Kings. So much so that I have made him my second star of the first week of the NHL season. Do you think that adding a guy like Philip Deneau, who has that pedigree, that Kopitar does as well? With the, the, you know, playing in his own zone, great two-way forward, great two-way center. Does that unlock Kopitar to be a little bit more offensive? Kind of be a little bit more risky, take a little bit more, try to score some more goals? I mean, so far it's worked. Eight points in three games, it has worked so far. We'll have to see if that continues. If it does, then that Philip no move by Rob Blake is just going to, you know, chef's kiss, going to look even better. But so far, so good out in L.A. with Ange Kopitar. Finishing it off, the number one star of the week for the hockey hotbed. The grade eight, Alex Ovechkin. Is this guy ever going to slow down? It doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't. Four goals. Yeah, four, four more. Add it to the list. Four goals, six points in three games played. The Washington Capitals look really good out of the gate. Evgeny Kuznetsov had a really good game earlier this week. That is something very encouraging if you're a Washington Capitals fan. After all of the crap that has happened with Evgeny Kuznetsov, for him to play the way that he did a couple days ago, it's a good sign. It's what you like to see. You also like to see Alex Ovechkin doing Alex Ovechkin things, and that's what he's done so far this year. Four goals, including two goals in the opener against the New York Rangers. And also, we should probably mentioned that those two goals in the opener helped him pass Marcel Dion for fifth all-time in goals in NHL history. We're going to be keeping track of this from now until Obi's career is done and what? He just signed a five-year contract. So the next half decade. At least. But he passes Marcel Dion. You can now count on one hand, not even one full hand, one hand, the amount of people that have scored more goals in the NHL than Alex Ovechkin. Next up is Brett Hull. And, you know, at the pace that Ovechkin's going, Brett Hull does not have until Christmas before he's bumped down a slot. Seven goals for Alex Ovechkin to tie Brett Hall for fourth all-time. I said at the beginning of the season, I thought he was going to go all the way up to third all-time this year. Marcel Dion, he only needed one to tie, two to pass. Brett Hall, now he only needs seven to tie, eight to pass. I believe he needs 37 goals to pass Jaromir Jager for third all-time. That'll just leave Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, it's going to be fun watching him pass all these guys, but it's going to be even more fun if he continues on this pace. What those projections look like if he can continue this pace. I mean, I... Was going to have him as a Rocket Richard guy. Then I thought it was really hard to go against Austin Matthews. But Alex Ovechkin has come out firing. Four goals in three games. Now, clearly he's not going to have an 82 goal pace all season. But, you know, great balls of fire. He's starting that way. So here is the list. Let me take away that Alex Ovechkin first star prop right there. And there are the three stars. The hockey hotbed three stars of the week. For week one of the NHL season. Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. A four-goal game against the Tampa Bay Lightning in a losing effort. But still has a really good week. Ange Kopitar, eight points in three games. The number two star of the week. And the number one star of the week. It's one of the biggest stars in all of hockey. Alex Ovechkin. Surpassing Marcel Dion for fifth all-time in NHL history. In goal scoring. And also, you know, throwing up two points per game to start the year. You can't really complain about that either. (laughs) If you're the Washington Capitals, you got to love to start there. So, I mean, and also, you know, the Capitals are 2-0-1 as of right now. They played the Devils last night prior to this recording. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, Alex Ovechkin might be that much closer to Brett Hall than I'm even talking about right now. But you got to love it if you're a Washington Capitals fan. You got to love it if you're a hockey fan. If you don't want to see Alex Ovechkin break the record, it's like you bet on unders when you see two of the best teams play. You don't bet on no scoring. That's no fun. Cheer for fun. I'm not going to I'm not going to be the one to sit here and tell you to cheer for a guy. I mean, I grew up a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. So, if I go back to my childhood, I would vehemently hate The fact that I am rooting for Alex Ovechkin to become the NHL's leading goal scorer in all of NHL history. But you know, I've grown up. I have this podcast. I like the entire NHL. Am I a little biased towards Pittsburgh? I'm always going to be. But yeah, I'm rooting for Alex Ovechkin. And if you're not, I mean, that is your decision. But you're going to miss out on a lot of fun. He is my first star of the week. And that is the end of this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me here on the Hockey Hotbed. I hope everybody has a really good weekend. It is Friday. You've all made it through the week. Pat yourselves on the back. You got a couple of days here. You got plenty of sports. MLB postseason is in full swing, obviously. Getting to the end of the CS, the championship series. The NFL, uh, the slate is not pretty, but it's an NFL slate. You got to love it. And you have plenty of good NHL games coming up as well. Seattle Kraken. Home opener on Saturday night against the Vancouver Canucks. That's going to be a fun watch. Maple Leafs playing the Penguins. There should be a lot of offensive firepower there. And apart from that, I don't have the schedule in front of me. So, I don't really know. But definitely the Seattle Kraken home opener. That'll be fun. Check that out. I believe it's on ESPN. I don't know. Either ESPN, ESPN Plus, or TNT. I'm pretty sure it's on ESPN, though. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate everybody that tunes in. If you would, and if you like this podcast a lot, I ask you, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please download our podcast so I know you're there and share the podcast. If you like it, why not share it? But that's going to do it for this one. Have a great weekend, hockey fans. I'll see you next week.